Hello, everyone. Welcome to Quantum Nurse uh, International live stream. So today I have Robert Slovak back, back in this podcast. And I am most grateful that in spite of his very busy life, he's back to join us so that he could provide more information, more guidance and empowerment so we can truly understand and use the water for our longevity, for our happiness, for like prevention of more chronic conditions. And now when we know about water, we that will also empower us to not to be fearful of what's happening now and perhaps in the future. So welcome, Robert Slovak. Thank you for being thank here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Grace. And see, Robert, in, in the water industry business, his name is a buzzword, okay? And I wish I know, know, know him even way before because I didn't have to fool around with a lot of what, what type of water, why is it important for me to have a water purifier at home, etc., etc. Nevertheless, I always say to myself and to you, there's, it's not too late to do any step or to, to do something different. And it, it doesn't matter what you've done before, but now is the time to know something that you could improve your health more. So, and, and Robert, yeah, it's, time is, to, it's time to update. Yeah. And Robert will tell us more on how he ended up being here and what has he been so busy about. But I, I would want him to speak on yeah, why water quality is important, on what we could do to improve day to day um use of water even even the showering especially for you ladies right we always say we want nice skin and for guys too so you know and let's see and there's always a talk about hydrogen water oxygen water and de deuterium depleted water so we'll touch i'm sure he'll touch a little a little bit of something that we can you could practice home or bring it home Okay, so thank you, Robert. You're welcome. So um, I can start off by saying that uh, despite all the information about water, we're always inundated by advertisements and tremendous amount of opportunity to buy this filter, that filter, bottled water, etc. Um, it 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 is a minefield of misinformation and hype and lying, etc. And it's not a good industry in which to find out the truth. It's very hard to come by. You know, people, people, I find that over the, what now, five decades that I have been a water scientist, uh, this is uh, one of the most difficult areas for people to navigate. And if you ask me from all of the presentations that I've done and the audiences that I've spoken to, I'd say a very high percentage of the people end up with something that doesn't do what they hoped and, and they don't even know it or water that doesn't have enough of the right nutrients in it, et cetera. 
etc etc so let's I'm, I'm here just to really help everybody get through this and understand some of the most basic principles you can apply to your own life to improve your chances of getting the right water connection water you drink water you bathe in etc so in 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 uh, in pursuit of this i'm going to turn on my um a presentation first honoring grace uh, for putting this on okay and for even seeing the need for this so let's try grace we're taking a yeah. chance uh-huh yeah once uh, i don't i don't see the screen yet oh, but oh, oh. It, it, it's a process it's mm -hmm. yeah okay now i'm gonna add it okay there you go Oh, I like that. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. It's beautiful. beautiful. Well, you're welcome. So just on this page, I can say I do represent and am connected with three companies that you see. Uh, first and foremost is Water and Wellness, which you can find at waterandwellness.com. And then there is on the left, for those of you who see Quicksilver Scientific, this is a company I'm, that makes very advanced nano liposomal nutrients that are just, it, it is probably the highest level biohacker level of nutrients and nutraceuticals that is made in the world under the brilliant biochemist Crichet that many people already know. And then my latest project happens to be something called light water. Wow, what's light water? Well, light water is a new category of water that is, uh, let's say the Russians are the most responsible for bringing light water to our attention. And we never really thought about there being light water and heavy water. So this is a most interesting, uh, albeit complicated area of water science. And it, uh, let's say in the last 20 years, uh, we have discovered how important this distinction between light water and heavy water impacts our health. It may turn out that this is the most important single discovery regarding anti-aging, longevity, avoidance of chronic disease of our time, not just each person's lifetime, but of our time, perhaps for the last 150 years. And it's something worth evaluating, not something you just jump into because it is complicated. The, I mean, here, how many people know there's two, actual two kinds of water? I mean, we think water is water is water. Maybe it one has more minerals in it. Maybe one is higher in pH. Maybe one has some oxygen in it or hydrogen, but this is very different. This is just water, but there's two kinds we find out. And if we get to it, and Grace, we may not get to it, I don't know, but it's kind of mind blowing. I think you'll, you'll agree. 
if in case we'll have another we'll have yeah. another so in your hope, I, I hope to show you what are the options and how do you pursue it for water, for drinking. And when I say drinking, I mean drinking, beverage making, smoothies, making nut milks, uh, preparing your food, that water. And then it's very, it, it has a very different characteristic of, than the water I would consider or specify for bathing and showering. Okay, you don't have to, you don't have to protect yourself in a scenario of bathing and showering to the degree that you do for water that you consume and take into your gut and it gets into your, your, your entire physiology. So with that, I'm going to advance to the first one. I want to, let's just cover this stuff. People should know this, but Many people do not. First of all, cellular life, that's us and all the things we see around us. And it actually includes plant life and animal life. You know, everything includes bacteria, includes flowers, includes fungus, it includes elephants. But cellular life emerged and evolved in an aqueous solution of all the elements of the periodic table. Now, for those of you who don't remember what the periodic table is, because you might not have been paying attention in your high school chemistry class, we're going to cover what the periodic table is. But it contains, the periodic table just is an illustration of all the elements that make up the universe. And the elements being, you know, everything, hydrogen, magnesium, gold, uranium, all these things are, are, are the things that were produced in the, the Big Bang and, and in the stars that resulted. And, and I tell people, this is what is God's material world. God created this 92 natural elements and it makes up the entire material world. There is nothing that is not made, whether it's the stars or a starfish, it's all made of these 92 elements. The only thing that's not included in the elements are various energies and frequencies. And, and that's a whole nother realm that we may get to also. But the, the material world is made of 92 elements of the periodic table. Now, we've always, we've always assumed and we've always heard that the human body is 50 to 90% water. Okay, many people say 60 to 70%, but in fact, the fetus, uh, when, you're, when you're first conceived, the fetus is over 90% water. And when you are very elderly, you can drop down, uh, unfortunately, into the 50% uh, realm. Then there is two kind of compartments of water in your body. And we refer to them as the extracellular. That's the water that is outside of your cells. Think of your cells are all floating in this body of water that's from head to toe. And the cells are literally suspended in this. Oh, I mean, seriously. And then inside the cells is also water separated by a 
membrane that we call the cell membrane. Um, and the water inside is called the intracellular water. Recently, the intracellular water has come to our the attention of scientists such as Gerald Pollack at the University of, uh, of Washington. And he has really investigated what is the nature of the water inside the cell. And some of you know that he's famous for something called the fourth phase of water. The other phases being the liquid phase that we mostly know, the solid phase, ice, and the gas phase, water vapor. But now there's another phase called the fourth phase. Some people call it easy water for exclusion zone water. And that is the water that we like to have, that we need to have for health inside the cell. It's very unique and we're not gonna talk about it, but he has a very famous best-selling book called The Fourth Phase of Water. You might, if you're scientifically uh, oriented, you, you would like to read this. So dehydration can occur actually both extracellular and intracellular. The more serious dehydration is in the cell because it's not so easy to get water in the cell. We have to do things to get it in the cell and you're gonna learn about some of those things. So we also, these elements that are in the body, okay? We can also call them electrolytes. So the most many of the things in the periodic table function as electrolytes, meaning they carry not just the substance of what they are, but an electrical charge that is unique to them, that carries out things in the body. And, uh, and imbalances of these charges can have a very serious negative effect. And uh, most individuals, by the way, do not know they are clinically dehydrated because they didn't pay attention to what is needed to get water inside the cell. So, we just said that water, that, that the body can have 50 to 90%, can be 50 to 90% water, depending from your fetus to, to very elderly people. But we normally say that the average adult, uh, you know, probably from, from 10 to, to, to 75, uh, that word comes up because I'm not going to be 75 for more than a week now, Grace. Okay. I'm going to leap to the 76 number. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. No, I'm not particularly happy about it. <laughs> no. In, in fact, that's why you, for me, you are, you have that credibility to speak about this because look at you. <laughs> you know, and you're all over the airport because all over the country helping people <laughs> this water thing. Well, I've got the energy, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. And I want to show people how to get energy because I do have, and I do have the energy of my my life in the in my nineteen in, while I in my forties, and uh, I haven't changed since then. And it's really a conscious effort on my part and what I do 
to remain hydrated and take the right minerals and trace elements and so on. But this, what's on your screen is very new. Be thought, okay, the body's fit. For, for most uh, living adults, the, your body's, you know, 60 to 70% water. Great. And, and you, we always thought, oh, that's a lot. That's a, I'm a lot of, I'm a sack of water. But we never realized until recently how much of a sack of water. Because if you see that, if you see, if, if you look at the number and type of molecules that make up the body, look at that number. We are 98.73% water molecules. I mean, frankly, this shocked me. I mean, never in my life did I think that so much percentage of the types of molecules. Now, what are the other types? There's fat molecules, carbohydrate molecules, and, and you know, there's bone molecules. And so on and so on. But all the, of all the molecules there are, 98.73% roughly are water. Like, wow, you better, you better pay attention to everything that's water in terms of your life and your health. So we often refer to water as the universal solvent because it dissolves almost everything. And therefore, it can be good in terms of dissolving things like from the earth, like beneficial minerals and things like that. But it can be bad because in the industrial age, we're also spreading all kinds of dangerous chemicals. I don't have to tell you. Petroleum, pesticides, artificial fertilizers. Add, I mean, a hundred, literally hundreds of thousands of chemicals that aren't compatible with us. Let's take one that is in the news, glyphosate or Monsanto Bayer Roundup, okay? This is one of the most toxic substances. It's being used in millions of pounds per year and people get cancer from it. And, and, and somehow the world of, 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 of legal can't seem to get rid of it, okay? I don't know what's going on there, but we need to get rid of glyphosate. It can be found in every water supply in the United States, by the way. So, and it's just water dissolves everything. It doesn't distinguish. It dissolves the good and the bad. So we have to really like pay attention to this. So we just covered this and, and, and now we're going, so man-made and natural contaminants and toxins since the good and the bad end up in water. And we have to be very smart about this to, 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 to kind of find our way through the minefield of what's good and what's bad and learn how to remove what's bad and learn how to save and use what's good. So I'm not gonna spend time on this, but virtually everything, uh, every kind of one of the elements can be both good or bad. This is, this is kind of an advanced slide. In other words, Almost too much of a good thing is bad, okay? Almost any of the minerals can, if you have too much, you can get, they can become toxic. So that curve shows that for normal health in the middle there, uh, it, like if you, let's, let's just take, let's just take calcium. If you don't get enough calcium in your body, you can look on the left side, you have a, a deficiency, and if it gets lower than deficiency, 
your survival is at stake. And then there's the right amount of calcium, okay? Then if you have extreme intake of calcium that got further imbalanced because you maybe you're not taking enough other minerals and trace elements, one would be magnesium, it can be toxic, and you could reach a level of calcium in your body in which it would ultimately become lethal. So please understand this about all these things that nature provided us, that there can be an imbalance in which there's not enough and we are, our health is at risk and there can be a, 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 a thing that it's, not, it's too much and it can be a risk. One interesting one that you all know is arsenic. Now, everybody knows arsenic is a poison, but you know, many, many scientists say that arsenic, a few not arsenic atoms are actually needed in, in, in conception and early fetal development where if you get too much arsenic when you're an adult, you fall flat on your face and, and have to be taken away in an ambulance. So this is how complex this is. And hopefully I'll give, I, I give you these insights so you understand. How, okay, now we're gonna go right into it. You know, how to find safe and healthful water. Let's see where we're going right here. Well, this is probably the riskiest thing I do because I am from, I spent 50 years in the, what you call the water industry. And I did a lot of things. The first thing I did was my brother and I were, were among the earliest people who researched and developed the technology known as reverse osmosis, okay? I mean, it made us somewhat famous and we developed this, you know, for 40 years and we made many kinds of things that involve this technology. And reverse osmosis is perhaps one of the greatest discoveries of history in terms of water, because we can, it, what it does is separate anything from molecules, and that anything can be toxic contaminants, that anything can be, um, uh, minerals that make water hard and those things can be the sugars, flavors, and, um, and carbohydrates from orange juice. So when they squeeze fresh orange juice and they want to make concentrated orange juice, they have to remove the water. How do they remove it? They remove it with a process known as membrane separation or reverse osmosis. So instead of letting, instead of saving the pure water, they throw away the pure water that comes from the orange, leaving behind what you take out of the little can when you're making concentrated orange juice. But let me not digress too much. This audience of Grace's is very concerned about health and that's what Grace represents spreading information that's accurate and scientifically uh, real about, about things in health. So what I'm telling you is because the average consumer is so lost when it comes to water. Yes. Sorry about that. I didn't even know that could happen. Grace, are you there? 
Mm, okay. I'm right here. Okay, I just wanted to make sure someone had called me and it came up on the screen. I, I don't know if you saw it and yeah. I, just, I just wanted to apologize. So anyway, what I want you to know is that in this day and age, you just can't go into your internet or your proverbial yellow pages and find somebody to give you information that is at your level of health pursuit. That's correct. Water, I'll call this the local water dealer. You could call it, we sometimes just amusingly call it the Culligan man uh, who supplies, you know, softeners and purifiers. This is not a reliable amount of information for this group. It may be for the person who just doesn't care. He just cares. I just want the water to taste better. But you need to know more about contaminants you need to, to, to focus on things that benefit your health. So the water dealer simply isn't in your, your world for this, okay? And it's not enough. They don't know enough. And by the time you finish this presentation, you're going to know more than any water dealer. So um, moving on from this. Hmm. So... I'm recommending that you don't buy your water systems from these people. Now, if it has to do with health, like drinking water and water for bathing, you don't want to go here uh, because they just don't have the information. Now, if you know the information and they happen to carry something that meets your specification from what you've learned at podcasts like this, then that's fine. Uh, it's not that they don't carry something good, but they won't be able to advise you uh, for your own uh, personal health reasons, what works and what doesn't. So there's, you know, don't just, oh, this sounds good. And, and they say a lot of fantastic things about it. Don't buy from the internet. Don't go to Home Depot and Lowe's. Don't buy something at Costco. Don't buy, you know, the guy down the street you heard or your friend has a friend that's an inventor and he came up with some new newfangled device that he claims it removes. Oh, it removes everything from water that's bad and leaves everything in that's good. Forget that guy. And then there's a lot of, there's a lot uh Uh, okay. Um, then there's, there's, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting something that's interfering with my screen and, um, I'm not sure how to, oh, I just got rid of it. Sorry, everybody for this interruption. And I don't know if you see what's on, yeah. on the screen. Do you see that? Yeah. But it's okay, you know, you can. Okay, I'm going on to the next slide. So this explains what I just told you. And, and I want to, the first item, this is a very populated slide. And that pretty much says what I just told you about being careful. But I, I do have some examples in here. Um, for instance, one of the things that had really made me alarmed about this is that when I was first asked to speak at, at conferences in which 
parents came who had children with autism. And this really alarmed me because I realized we have to go into a new level of evaluation of products. Children with autism often have damaged guts or a damaged microbiome and water can have a, an exacerbating effect on this. Even water from the, the, the filter you thought was fantastic and had all kinds of claims because filters also have a problem with bacteria. Bacteria loves to grow in pure water as well as it loves to grow in impure water. So you have to be careful with people who have health challenges such as children with autism. They are perhaps one of the most important categories to take care of when it comes to water. Um, the, the, uh, uh, many families end up with ineffective water treatment that simply cannot can, cannot accommodate somebody in the family with a compromised immune deficiency, okay? And uh, you, you, you are challenged to find an optimum water treatment for the particular health problem that you, a family member is faced with. So uh, this, this, we're just going to just say one thing about it, and it's really too complicated, but this is, uh, uh, this is a typical water treatment plant that supplies the city, okay? And this happens to be Nashville, Tennessee, and they take water from a river, and they bring it in through filters, and they add chemicals, and they add more treatment, and they add more chemicals, and so on. And truly, this is very well-defined, and it's the best that can be done. Remember, when a city supplies water for you, they have to meet standards. It, the first challenge is it has to be microbiologically pure. And the other challenge is that you have to be able to afford it. So there's like maybe a hundred plus contaminants that could be, could be found in water supplies in North America. So they have to meet standards for each of those chemicals. And there's probably another 200 contaminants that Congress has not yet approved to be on the list that must be managed by your local municipal water supplier. Why? Why don't they add it? It's because they know that if they added those chemicals and the municipal water treatment plants of North America had to remove them, you couldn't afford the water. Okay, because it'd be too technically expensive to do it. So we have to live with what the municipal water companies give us. And, and so there's one thing, one, they don't get out all the contaminants, okay? They do the best they can. And number two, they actually add contaminants to protect you from other contaminants. For instance, they add disinfectants to protect you from pathogenic bacteria that's in the river. Well, what, what other way do they have to do it? Well, there, there is no other way that's practical. So they add chlorine, chloramines, uh, chlorine dioxide, something that kills the bacteria. But those chemicals aren't really great for you. 
And look, they're not going to hurt you in a week. They're not going to hurt you in a month. They're not even going to hurt you maybe for 10 years. But a lifetime, you are going to be affected by even those common chemicals that are based upon chlorine. So this is something most people know you'd like to get it out because you don't like the taste, but chlorine has some other challenges in our health called disinfection byproducts. And the, it's, the disinfection byproducts are because the chlorine, and this is a fairly new discovery, the chlorine reacts with natural organic matter in the water. What's natural organic matter? It's like molecules of leaves and twigs and dirt and all that stuff that's in the earth. Well, that stuff, it's innocent. You could eat that stuff. You could eat leaves, even dead leaves. Wouldn't hurt you. But when those dead leaves get put in water with chlorine, they react and they make something that's very dangerous. And they even call these things disinfection byproducts. I'll call them dangerous disinfection byproducts. And one of the most common, and it's in virtually every water supply in, in North America, they're called trihalomethanes. THMs for short, because you'll never remember trihalomethanes. And these THMs are not only carcinogenic, but these THMs also are linked to miscarriages in women. So not a good thing. And it's one of the most important contaminants to get out of the water. Next, I want to give you some terminology. The word, this, this, is, this will make you smarter in searching and buying a water purification system. So get used that if you're just talking about drinking water, like supply drinking water at your kitchen faucet or maybe from a separate appliance in the kitchen where you use most of your water, we call that point of use. Now you can have a, if you can have a point of use system also at the wet bar if you have a wet bar, but it's just a single outlet for pure water that's hand that's made by some device you have there. We call that point of use or POU. This is common. So if you went into if you went into a dealer, let's say you went into a dealer, you went into Costco and you said, hey, can I speak to the salesman who handles these water products? And you said, hey, do you have a point of use water treatment? And he's gonna, if he goes, huh, you, you want to leave, okay? If he doesn't know what it means, he, should, he doesn't belong in that, selling you a water purifier. Then there's water that treats, then there's devices or systems that treat all the water in your house. And, and that we normally think of as uh, water that makes bathing and showering safer. Now, you can add to that, Hey, uh, how about something that improves my laundry? Yep, you can add something at that for the whole house that improves your laundry. Hey, wait, I hate the way I feel when I'm rinsing my hair. Well, you, you can have something that improves your hair too. So for the whole house water, uh, we call that point of entry or POE. Now, if you ask me, well, can I just use that to treat all the water in my house and I don't need the POU? No. Uh, because if you, uh, if you put in all the criteria for what you need to purify drinking water it, it, and, and applied it to your whole house, 
it would be beyond most people's uh, budget, okay? So we don't even talk about it. You do need ultimately or optimally something that treats all your water for bathing and showering and the water specifically for drinking beverages and make and preparing food. So in the point of entry is we also include something that that's famous that some people have, many people have, millions of people have called the water softener. Now, I don't talk about water softeners. I think water softeners are wonderful. Maybe they can, they, some, some cities, they add pollution because they do use salt, but they do remove hardness from the water that makes laundry come out really crappy or makes your hair, when you finish rinsing your hair and shampooing your hair, you're going, boy, I hate the way my hair feels. This can be because there's too much hardness in the water and a water softener can, can improve that. So, but we, we're not even going to ever talk about that again because we don't consider hardness a contaminant, a, a health contaminant. We consider it an aesthetic contaminant like, hey, it's not going to hurt your body or your health, but your skin doesn't feel as good. You should also know that parts per million is the means, the measure of how we rate contaminants. So part one part per million is like, one capful of anything in a million capfuls of water. Okay, so so think of it that way, so, and and or one quart of anything in a million quarts of water. So maybe that would be like a million quarts. Um, a million quarts is two hundred and fifty thousand gallons, and that's big. I think two hundred fifty thousand gallons is um, is about Olympic-sized swimming pool. So if you could think of a contaminant as one quart in an Olympic-sized swimming pool, that even that, if it's a contaminant, can harm your health. Mm. And even contaminants are bad in parts per billion, billion. So parts per billion would be like a drop of water or a drop of a substance. Let's say, let's say, um, let's say 80 drops, 80 drops only of trihalomethanes in an Olympic-sized swimming pool. That, that could end up giving you cancer. So this is how challenging this can be. It doesn't take a lot of certain contaminants to, to harm your health. Some people have a real problem with this one, total dissolved solids. TDS. They see this word and people misuse it and people use it to measure the purity of water, which is nothing, uh, not the right thing to do. But TDS, total dissolved solids, is really the sum of the, the, the minerals and stuff in the water that isn't water. So here's how you can find out kind of, kind of, uh, by the, uh, you know, just very casually. If you take a saucepan full of water and put it on the stove and you boil it down till there's no more water left, there's just kind of a light grayish powder on the bottom that kind of sticks to the pan. That is the total dissolved solids, okay? And then pH, pH is a big deal because many of you have been taught incorrectly 
that pH of water is very important for health. And I'm here to tell you that the pH of water is not important for health at all. Okay. And uh, it, it is, while it is a measure of the acidity or basicity, as they say, of a solution, but the pH does not tell you anything about the buffering capacity. And that is the critical factor. And they didn't tell you. And I consider that that they lied to you. And it does the pH of water simply doesn't affect body chemistry or body health. One of the reasons is because you don't know what the buffering capacity is, the pH is changed almost instantly of, of typical water is changed like starting in your mouth, your saliva changes the pH. So where, where's the pH gonna influence me? Well, it doesn't. And then finally it rolls down your esophagus where it changes a little more. Then it goes into your stomach with at a pH of one to three, and then it really becomes pretty much acidified before your body ever sees it. So who cares what the pH is? So it doesn't matter whether the pH is alkaline pH, like above seven, or whether it is neutral, seven, or whether it's acid. It doesn't matter. You, like if you, for instance, add people think, oh, that, isn't that acid? It means nothing. All them, and I'll come back to this, all vegetable juices that we revere. You know what I mean? I mean, kale juice and celery juice and so on. The pH of all that wonderful, healthy juice is always acidic. So there's nothing bad about acidic. Your body's going to completely change that pH and do what it wants to do with it in the proper way. All right. I, I, I bet this was perhaps an eye opener for some of your guests, uh, Grace. Yeah, because most people think of greens as alkaline. So what you're saying is that they're acidic, but this is how I think of it. So maybe when it comes into your system, because of what's happening now inside the body, it could it could eventually change that acidity to alkalinity. Not change it, but the, the, the acidic green mm -hmm. juice, okay, all contains something they don't tell you, or in the juice form, it contains the alkalizing minerals that neutralize the acidity in the stomach. I see. Okay. It changes it, I'm sorry, that neutralizes the metabolic acidity in your body. That's what does it. You see, it's not the pH at all. And the pH, even if you can have alkalizing minerals in the water at a pH above seven, you can have alkalizing minerals in the water at a pH of seven, and you can have alkalizing minerals in juices at, at below seven. It doesn't matter. They've made a business out of pH and it was a lie. So when you're saying alkalinizing mineral, so it's not alkalinizing, alkalizing, alkalizing mineral in the greens or in whatever food. Yes. And that's why I guess no matter how much sometimes we eat the greens now or the food now because of the of the deficiency of the minerals in the soil itself. So now they also 
have deficiency and so that becomes i guess a challenge Go to the head of the class you are totally correct and uh, th that's why that's why mineralizing uh of of water is important and these days it may make sense to even further mineralize your juice okay because we don't know the condition of the soil that our produce was grown in. I mean, it's just a big chance. Now, hopefully organic is grown in better soil. I mean, I think we have to kind of like cross our fingers that it really is the real thing and they add minerals, uh, but well, we never know unless we really were to measure it. And there are ways to measure it and, and you know, in if you go to some very exclusive health produce stores in Germany, they list all of these parameters on the produce uh, bins. Okay? okay, they tell you how, what the mineral content is of the beets and the celery and the artichokes mm -hmm. and so on. So they really take it to an extreme degree, and that's great that people know. So anyway, moving forward. Point of use, I'm just showing you a typical example so you, you get that get that image in your brain that this is a typical, doesn't have to be this, but a little separate faucet that's hooked to some kind of filter is point of use. Here is a system that would treat all the water in your house. In other words, you take the main pipe like that comes in from outside and you put it in one of these devices and this would treat water that pretty much improves for bathing and showering only. And, you know, if if you included a water softener, as I said, it would improve in, in many areas that has high hardness, improve your laundry. So here we go, Alkali alkalinity, I'm just defining it and we're not going to, we pretty much covered this. We're gonna move right through this to the next slide. And, and by the way, contaminants in water are specified by are specified by the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA. So if you want to take, well, I'm gonna to get to that in just a minute. If you want to find out what's in your water, we're gonna show you how. Okay. So here we go. So every public water supply supplier should provide the annual EPA water report. And here's how to find it. I'm gonna tell you right now. You're gonna just go to Drinking water, you don't have to put drinking, water quality report of what, and then the name of your town. And they have to do this. If your town supplies more than 25 people, then they have to produce an annual water report. The only problem with that water report is, and you all should read it, they're often very nice, nicely written, as far as when you get into the technical part, probably none of you will understand it. And that is the problem because it's just a bunch of like, oh my God, do I have to take a chemistry class to do this? Yes, you do have to have a chemistry class. And that's what I'm trying to solve. That's where I come into the picture. I'm trying to help people understand these water reports so you know, so you go, Boy, Robert Slovak said that trihalomethanes are one of the worst contaminants and they're found in almost every water supply. Okay, where's trihalomethanes? Oh, there it is. 
You find it on that list of your city water supply and you go and you see that, <clears throat> oh my God, what are all these numbers? And that's where you're going to need help. But just when you see the, uh, when you see the, the, the word trihalomethanes, you'll be reminded, wow, he said that that's bad stuff. And it looks like it is in my water supply. And I want you to know there's a special category that the, the limit for the limit for any given contaminant is often referred to as the maximum contaminant level. And they abbreviated on your report as MCL, maximum contaminant level. But there is a new category and, and, and the EPA made them made water suppliers put it on, but they don't want it on there. It's called the maximum contaminant level goal. Now, what do you think that means? That means is here's what the EPA is saying the maximum contaminant level they specify is, but what would it be in a perfect world? That's the goal. And for trihalomethanes, you know what the goal is? It's zero. There is no safe level in which you can live your life having trihalomethanes in the water. It will always harm you. And that's one of the reasons that we want to make sure that the purification system or treatment system you have gets rid of trihalomethanes. Now, those of you, I got two emails already this morning going, I have a well. I live in Northern Canada. What do I do? Okay, so, so he doesn't have a water analysis. And, and, and I asked him a bunch of questions, like to a well user, just in case some of you have your own well. I want to know, okay, how, how deep is your well? That's for starters. How far is it from your house? Do you have, what kind of a septic system do you have in your house? Do you live in a city, a suburb? a rural area or an agricultural area. Because if you live in an agricultural area and you don't have a very deep well, then I'm certain those agricultural chemicals, if they use it, like glyphosate, they're ending up in your well water. And you thought, oh, it's well water, it's pure, but it isn't. So these are all the things that I think about to help protect you. So like one of the things, everyone, is glyphosate. Roundup, it's everywhere. It's in wells, it, you know, if you live near an agricultural area, like one of the things I would do, if I lived in an agricultural area and I thought, oh my God, this is beautiful. I live in wide open spaces. You know, there's a cornfield over here, a wheat field over here. They're growing broccoli and over here. <clears throat> you know what I'm gonna do? I, and, and like, I do not have a green thumb. But I'm going to drive to somebody in my town and go, who knows, where do the farmers hang out? And I'm going to ask somebody, hey, do they use glyphosate on these fields? And if they do, boy, you better go into a new gear for your well water. And how do you find out? Because you know what? Glyphosate, as dangerous as it is, which is the same as Roundup as herbicide, which is sold in every Home Depot and every Lowe's. I think Lowe's carries it. Uh, it's like the ultimate weed killer. Great. It's the most dangerous chemical in the world uh, or one of them. And you don't want this. And you need to like 
Well, is it on my water report? Well, no, what? They're not required. There's a lot of there's a lot of politics in water. They're not required to report glyphosate because Congress didn't approve it. And why didn't Congress approve this to be on the list? Well, I'm not going to say what my opinion is, but just I think you'll come to the right conclusion, okay? It just didn't get on the list because there was an influencer somewhere. But you need to, if I lived in an agricultural area, you better believe I would have my water tested for glyphosate after I found out if they used glyphosate. So for private well water, you see, use this lab place. It's called National Testing Laboratories. It's been around for 50 years, I think. And they're the standard. They're excellent. I think their website is water check. They also use that word water check. And you can send in a water sample. But you know, there's a menu there and it requires maybe a little bit of help too. Like there's many levels of tests. There's some that you want us to test 150 contaminants or do you want to test the worst 50 contaminants? So there's lots of things. If you any of you have any problem, you are welcome. You are welcome to write to Grace who will pass it on to me. and I will help you out to the extent that I can. So that's a place you send your water. Uh, and, and so in either case, this is a challenging part of finding a water purifier because, because you will not understand the technical stuff. And that's what we're, we're right now trying to form a solution to this problem to get everybody to understand their water so your, your life and your health are not subjected to it. So here's a San Diego, here's a water report. Every, remember I said every city with more than 25 customers has this, has a water report. It kind of looks like this. This is San Diego's. And, and look, here's... You don't even try to look at it or read it. You can see it's a lot of numbers. You won't understand any of them. Trihalomethanes is on here and people won't understand it. So we're trying to solve how, how do we get people to understand this? And occasionally, uh, now that with our staff, we're training people to read this uh, and I will be providing the training so people, we can help you understand what's in your water. So here is a list. Here is a, a, one of the sheets that we provide for a product we sell called AquaTrue. It is my best chosen, uh, very incredibly efficient at removing virtually every health contaminant known. It's simple, it goes on the counter, it doesn't require a professional installation. You can hook it up in five minutes. It's a four stage reverse osmosis system, which is what my technology that my brother and I helped develop in the world. And this is what it, these are the two pages of the contaminant categories that it's capable of removing. So this, I will put these categories, these categories must be able to be removed for the water purifier that this, meaning Grace's audience, needs to have because you have this very big interest and you recognize the importance of health. So just to briefly go over, there are inorganics. Now these inorganics 
are toxic levels of some of the elements. You can see it. There's nitrates in the water and some of them are nutrients you will require. So the, remember I showed you that graph that, hey, there's some level that is deficient, some level that's optimum and some level that's toxic. A perfect example is selenium. Selenium is critical to have in the body, but if you have too much, you can, it can be toxic. If you have too little, little, your health will decline. So you can see that then there's something called SOCs, synthetic organic chemicals, and SOCs include the glyphosate, the pesticides, all these bad things that get into the water from industrial and agricultural use. Then there's VOCs, volatile ones. Well, you know, like gasoline is one that's a toxic. If it gets in the water, then benzene, which is the ingredient in it, and then plastics and MTBE and, and uh, um, you know, petroleum products, which have a volatile component. These things are contaminants. And if there's too much, they will hurt you. Disinfectants, we mentioned this, chlorine, 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 chloramine, and chlorine dioxide. Hey, how about, you know what? There's pharmaceutical drugs in the water. Well, what, where, the, where did they come from? Well, you know what? Sewage treatment plants receive a tremendous amount of all the chemicals and pharmaceuticals people put down the drain and the toilet, okay? There's no secret. Oh, these pills are out of thing. Well, it's dumping down the toilet. That, that's your receptacle. And it's not the proper thing to do. But and, and also when you're taking pharmaceuticals, let's think of men taking testosterone, women taking estrogen, and in your urine, those things are appearing and they are going down into the waste or sewage treatment plant. Well, what happens there? It's, it's not like just some giant hole that goes to the center of the earth. And it'd be nice if it would, and we burned everything up, but it's not true. So that sewage treatment plant, one, it's going to put the treated water, it's gonna do the best it can to remove those chemicals, and it won't remove all of them, and it's gonna put them on the land somewhere. It has to go somewhere or it's going to possibly put them in the ocean or another body of water where it's diluted. Okay, holy jeez. Up that body of water, somewhere on that body of water, somebody is sucking that water in through a pipe to make it drinking water. And, and now, to be honest with you, the ocean is probably the best detoxifier in the world and it has magical chemical reactions and magical organisms. And even though on the coast, we do have the pollution that can be detected and problems, but pretty much once you get out in the open ocean, it's pretty pure water because the plankton, the algae, the zooplankton all work like crazy. These are the same things that make the oxygen that we magically breathe. These things can detoxify anything, okay? It's something that's one of my expertises. So, but getting back to the pharmaceutical drugs, because of the water shortage, because of the climate, maybe we're get, it's getting warmer to some extent, and, and so it's, it's not raining as much, et cetera. So these chemicals are, advanced cities are recycling their water and giving it back to you. They're simply turning your sewage into pure water and they usually pump it back into the ground and bring it up through wells. 
okay? And those chemicals have trace amounts in it. So they're coming in the drinking water that you have. So there's something that's of concern. They can detect when there's hormones in the water uh, and other pharmaceuticals, antibiotics, they can measure all this. Then there's, and, and you know what? There's no test that's required for antibiotics in the water. They just hasn't gotten to it because it would be too expensive to remove them. So you're for cities like the city that I lived in a long time. I actually did research at the waste treatment facility that recycled the sewage water. This is Orange County, California. The waste treatment facility was called Water Factory 21. And, and chemically, the water was very pure coming out of that, which they then pumped back into the ground. And But, you know, there are trace amounts of chemicals in it that simply need a standard and you're going to get them. That's why you want to remove them at all cost as well. Then personal care products, look, everything that we throw down in the shower, cosmetics, shampoos, toothpaste, lotions, creams, cosmetics, you name it. it it's just... Uh, they're in the water. Disinfection byproducts. This is where the notice that the trihalomethanes is in there. And notice that there's also, this is not a big problem except in certain parts of the world. Radioactivity in the water because there's natural radioactivity like radium in the ground. Not everywhere, but, and that radioactivity radioactively d d decays into one of its decay products is radon gas and radon gas just like any gas it can seep into your house and your basement if you live in such an area and then of course there's microbes in the water probably that's the least of our concerns with a municipal water it's the one thing they absolutely make sure there's not a problem with there have been major outbreaks not many but you know, uh, modern industry, the modern water industry since 1913, where the first chlorinated water was used, frankly, they did, from saving us from disease, they did a damn good job with nothing other than Clorox, okay? Which is kind of what they use to put into the water supply, and it's just chlorine. And they use it in various forms, a gas form, a bleach form, et cetera. But you know what? You don't see outbreaks. Uh, like, like, I mean, imagine Africa. There's an outbreak every other day. But here in, in the, the modern society, they've done a very good job. So that's the contaminants. Just to go through uh, the, the list, the biggest concerns, chlorine, chloramine, and chlorine dioxide, they're disinfectants, and they make other bad things like the next item, trihalomethanes. Some of the other disinfection byproducts are like haloacetic acid. And then one that is very controversial, fluoride is put in the water. Now, fluoride, you need fluoride in your body. There's a nutritional requirement for it. It's used for bone formation. Fluoride improves the structure of calcium and other elements that make up your bone. Fluorine, fluoride is part of it, blah, blah, blah. But if you have too much fluoride, it can be bad. And if you have too much of the wrong kind of fluoride, such as the one shown here, hexafluorosalicylic acid, this is the kind that they put in your drinking water to like say, 
oh, we're putting this in to improve your dental health, okay? It's all BS in my opinion, and I do not uh, approve of fluoride being in the water from the methods that they use. Natural fluoride, which is calcium fluoride, can be very acceptable if it's in the right amount. Then there's aluminum in the water. You guys all know what aluminum is related to. It's related to neurodegenerative uh, phenomenon such as dementia and uh, Alzheimer's. And then we have the pesticides and the plastics and the PPCPs from personal care products and the glyphosate, which isn't even, there's no standard for glyphosate and no two countries even agree on what the standard is. One country has the one standard and the other says, oh no, oh no, then, then America uh, says, no, we allow 700 times more than your, your standard. So it's really crazy. That's why you have to have water purification. And you guys understand this. Here's, here's the way, here's all the things that get contaminants into our water. And here are the main categories that the EPA does. And this is something like from the EPA. Here's one about the, the concern over uh, miscarriages caused by trihalomethanes. And this is the glyphosate one. And uh, this is very horrible and no one's giving it attention it deserves. That's why you need to make sure your drinking water doesn't have glyphosate in it. And here's the thing where California proposed a limit of 1.1 milligrams and the EPA proposed one that's 140 milligrams. Well, who's right on that one? That's pretty scary, okay? Um, okay, here's practical information. How am I doing, Grace? Are we going over yeah. time? Uh, no, we're doing good. Um, what I, I just want to share with you that when you're talking about, you know, that THM and it, how little it, you know, it seems so just a drop and it affects us. It's basically the same thing that I caution my clients when it comes to choosing supplements, when they may add magnesium esterate or something there that it seems in the United States, it's FDA approved or they don't consider it as carcinogenic, but in other countries is carcinogenic. And over time, as you're saying, over time, it will hurt you. And because the body is so, um, is, is hungry for certain nutrients or, you know, certain minerals, once you mix that there, so right away, the body will suck everything. And so, and then when you're talking about how they, um, the system, the uh, municipal system, it seems like no matter what, we are all really responsible to keep a healthier choice for our water because what we do to ourselves in the shower, in, in you know, having a lot of medications. Yes. We, it comes back to us again to hunt us. So do we need that um, awareness that uh, we really need to be fully accountable and be aware and responsible for everything right. about health? You, you, you never really, for your group and my group, or our audiences, you, you never can, you, you, you cannot go through your life just drinking the municipal tap water. Even though it, it's not gonna, you're, you're not gonna die in three weeks drinking it. You just, it's kind of beneath you to, to be subjected to, to, to municipal water. And, and 
I, I'm not criticizing them. It's the best they can do at this time in history with the technology and 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 the ability to serve you this water at a reasonable price. Okay, I mean that's part of the challenge. And understand understand that for all the water that enters your home you only consume less than 2% of it. And that's one of the things that just hits you like, wow. So you can't, it's not even practical or cost effective to treat all the water into your home to a high degree with getting rid of all these contaminants when it's just going to be used to flush your toilet. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so that's why point of use water treatment or bottled water. I'm a big fan of bottled water. We're going to cover that. I mean, if you don't want a point of use water treatment, some there's so many great bottled water treat bottled water sources to use, and we'll we're going to talk about that. And 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 so that's a great option. When you talk about bottled water, Robert, there's a question here, and it says, does bottled water go through RO? Okay, okay. we might as well answer it, okay? Um, well, first of all, let's, let's get through this slide because it's gonna be part of okay. the answer. The three processes that you all, all of you, uh, Grace's audience should know about, and it's all you need to know about for now, distillation, reverse osmosis, and activated carbon absorption. Those are the mainstay technologies for removing contaminants. The question is, which contaminants, which works for what, etc. Well, here it goes. Distillation, plus activated carbon absorption can remove virtually every contaminant category there that exists. Fantastic. Also, reverse osmosis plus activated carbon can remove every known contaminant category to where it is ultra safe for you to consume it, you and your children, you and your babies, etc. That's how it goes. So by combining distillation and or reverse or reverse osmosis with activated carbon, we covered. That's what you need to know. That is your takeaway right now. Now, bottled water. Bottled water that's supplied can come from natural sources in which there's no treatment other than other than things that make sure there's no bacteria in the water. And that water can come from a, a mountain stream, a mountain spring, an artesian well. Artesian means it comes to the surface on its own. You don't have to pump it out. So an artesian has some special qualities. We won't get into the details. Artesian water, uh, you know, these sources, I mean, there's water from glaciers in Canada. There's even water, if you want to pay the price, made from icebergs, okay? I think the most expensive water in the world is made from an iceberg and, and in some, some kind of like up in the Arctic Circle or something. And I think it's like 
something like $100 per gallon, something like this, all right? So I'm, I'm not like suggesting it to everybody. Um, so uh, these sources, virtually all of these bottled waters have to go through some kind of uh, regulation. And these regulations are very good. But before you settle on a naturally sourced bottled water, meaning from a mountain spring, an artesian well, et cetera, et cetera, before you do, I would always request, and you maybe it's, I'm sure it's probably already on the internet, what is the water analysis of this water? What's in it? And I think you should know. And I think that you have gotten enough of a little exposure here to go, whoa, there's all these different kinds of contaminants. And you want to make sure that you don't have things like, you know, disinfection byproducts in it or trilohalomethanes or high levels of, of heavy metals. You want to make sure. And, and, and they won't. Typically, they will not. But you want to either write them, call them, email them, or see on their website what's in the water. It won't be on the bottle in a detailed enough manner because it would take more than the, the bottle. <laughs> You'd have to read pages on the bottle. So you want to know what that is. Then there's bottled water that's, let's say, artificially purified, meaning by technology. Almost all bottled water it uses either distillation plus activated carbon or reverse osmosis plus activated carbon because that is the easiest and cheapest way to remove every contaminant. So they might as well. So if you look on the bottle, it typically will say you it's distilled plus activated carbon and all water that's put in a bottle is also typically ozonated. That helps control any bacteria that might grow in the water or be on the bottle, etc. And um, I would say, um, I'd say 80, 85% of the bottled water sold in the world, uh, legitimately, uh, maybe not in Zimbabwe, uh, Africa, but 85% of the legitimate water sold in the in, in, in our modern industrial world is made by reverse osmosis plus activated carbon. And then ultimately it's ozonated and put into the bottle. That's the most popular because it's the most cost effective and it's the most chemically effective way of removing contaminants. So there you go. So choose well, and all of those bottled waters should have, all of those bottled waters should have, a, have published a list of what contaminants they are assuring uh, are, it's free of, okay? And, and I will say this, a bigger problem to bottled waters is that they don't have enough, nor do they have the correct variety of minerals and trace elements. That is something almost no one ever discusses. Oh, it's, it's our reverse osmosis water and they add some minerals, but you never, it, you, the public, the consumer, you never ask, oh, it's got minerals in it. No, but you don't ask what minerals, how much of them. It's very important. 
because drinking water, which is the single greatest thing you consume in the day, I mean, water in general, that water is the best source of the minerals and trace elements that you need. Because one, it ain't in your food anymore, okay? It's not that there's no minerals in your food, don't get me wrong, but it's not like it used to be. So how many minerals and trace elements are there? Well, there's over 70, okay? There's primary minerals, the basic ones that are, are in most foods, calcium, magnesium, potassium, phosphorus, iron, blah, 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 there's 10. But you and have- Here's a question, can you, can you see that? They said, what about Kinton water to minerals? Well, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. So of, of all of those, so even if you have all those 10 primary minerals, you're, you're missing 50 or 60 of the trace elements. And no one's going to put that in the water. They just don't. So it's up to you. So use water to deliver minerals to your body. It's go, it, and so let's say you buy the best, most expensive bottle of water. Let's say Mountain Valley water. I don't know if that's popular back east, but here it's, I think most of the United States, because it is from back east, it's considered one of the most premium and expensive waters. But you know what? In my opinion, it doesn't have enough and it doesn't have the right variety of minerals and trace elements. And I say, yes, take your beautiful Mountain Valley water. I'm sure they're magnificent producer of this pure water, but add Kintone to it. Okay. For every two liters, I would add, for every two liters, I would add one Kintone hypertonic to it, which gives you all 78. It's the most of anything, minerals and trace elements. So let's, we covered this, that distiller with activated carbon and RO with activated carbon. They're the only technologies your audience should consider. Okay, does everybody get that? That's you. A carbon filter is not enough alone for you. Berkey, not enough. Britta, not enough. Not for you guys. Here is something that I do not advocate. This is surprising because I'm also considered one of the inventors of this, this, this configuration back in the 1970s, probably before many of you were born. And this has become famous. It's still famous. It's still popular. But I do not recommend an under-sync reverse osmosis system at this time, okay? I do not. Why? Because that tank that you see there, that white tank in it, looks like a beautiful system. That tank ultimately becomes a microbial incubator, meaning bacteria grow too, hot, too high of a number for you and your children. Okay? And this discusses that we're, we're running out of time, so I, I have to be careful. I have to be careful. So here is a... a here is a product that I do recommend. I also have it uh, sitting next to me. And it's what I've used for the past five years. It's the only thing I use, but I have no trouble buying bottled water, the right one, no, none whatsoever. And this, this small unit that, you know, you can just pick it up and take it away. 
you 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 pour water into it or you 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 remove one of those little plastic containers that's on it fill it with water and it purifies it of virtually every contaminant and there's all kinds of tests and certifications this has achieved okay so th this is like my favorite and it is very inexpensive compared to anything else um, I don't think we have to worry about this. Some people say that distilled and RO water are dead because of minerals. This is all just marketing hype to, you know, to, to convince somebody to buy a different kind of filter or that drinking distilled and RO water robs the body of minerals. This is a complicated subject. And even though if does it rob the body of of minerals does distilled in our raw water which have no alone have no minerals in it does it rob the body of minerals uh, uh, trace elements if you only drank this water and you had a substandard diet all time all the time like you know every day you were at in and out burger okay then yes it's going to deplete you because you have no input of minerals so that's one of the reasons why you take these waters and you enrich them with minerals and trace elements. And we're gonna show you what that is. And forget about the water being acidic, even though when you add minerals, they become alkaline and not, not that it matters. It doesn't care. Your body doesn't care if it's acidic, neutral or, or alkaline. Uh, we're gonna go right through this. Carbon block filters. This is the second best, not good enough for this group you want to have distilled plus activated carbon or RO plus activated carbon. I'll always harp on that. And in the right format, I don't recommend an under sink RO, as you know, and so I'm repeating that. This is a, a, a chart that, that Grace is welcome to send you. We can, we, she and I can uh, uh, arrange this and it really sums up almost everything. Bottled water here, we've already talked about. Bottled water is great and, and it only is, the only disadvantage is everybody is that it costs a lot in general. And it has, this is the latest thing going on in the world. It has an environmental impact because of the packaging. And you know, the world is being strewn with plastic bottles. And by the way, I, I have been told that that the largest supplier, world supplier of bottled water, which is Nestle, and they make many brands, I don't know, probably 50 brands at least, they are, they are electing to get out of the bottled water business because of this pollution problem. And, and, and they're, they're seeking alternatives. So it's a very interesting problem that's going on that, you know, we've, we, we've, we've really made uh, bottled water a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar business, but people are not responsible in, in handling the plastics. So, um, Grace, is there any other question coming in? Oh, on, well, on this one, yeah, here. It says, uh, for from George, and he says, how do we get, it's actually plans for the whole house water system. I think partly you answered that, but go ahead. Well, how do we get plans? Now this is, um, tell George and, and, and George, if you can hear me, this is, the, the, this is our current challenge. This is not so easy. It's not just, oh, George, go buy this. 
because it may not be, can, we have to know about, or not we, but anyone responsibly installing something for the whole house, which is only for your bathing and showering. And let me say this, this is very important and I didn't say it before. If you go, you go, Robert Slovak just told us we really needed something for drinking water because that's the bottom line of removing contaminants. And if we wish we can do whole house for, for protecting us in bathing and showering, but I really can't buy both of those. Well, let me tell you which one to buy. You buy the drinking water one and don't worry about for now until you put it in your budget. The whole, because drinking it is much more important to have it contaminant free than bathing in it. Cause your, your body actually is a great protector of the, in, the, your skin is a great protector. So don't worry so much. Now, who should worry more? Pretty much one content, one category. Anyone of childbearing age, if you have a daughter, whatever, from maybe 13 on, and I'm not saying, but is, who's, who, who will in the next 10 years have a baby, this is the most important person to protect from trihalomethanes. Okay? This is it. That's the example. So that person really should have protection in the shower from trihalomethanes. And all I can say is the next, maybe the next time or the, the second to next time, Grace and I will have more answers to what, how to approach the, the whole house system. It's, mm -hmm. it's, there's many questions that have to be asked for the homeowner, like what kind of pipes do you have? Does it freeze where you are? Because if you put if you put a water purification system outside and it freezes, you'll destroy it the first winter. So many questions like this that you'd never think of, we have to know. So we're trying to work out this program and it's it's very complicated. So anyway, this shows you what you need to protect. This is what a whole house should be. I don't want you people to think about whole house yet. But I do, but I do want to say this: you cannot solve this problem from a shower filter. Most shower filter, shower filters on the market lie as to their capability. They lie very big. Okay, they tell you things that, you know, yeah, this can remove fluoride from the water. You'll sometimes read this can remove trihalomethanes from the water you might read, but you know what? I won't get into the science of it. Yeah, maybe they can remove trihalomethanes and fluoride for, oh, maybe the first three days. Okay, is that good enough for you? No, of course it isn't. So they play games with the public. And you know what? There's nobody to regulate shower filters. So they can say anything and there's nobody going after them. Period. You could go after them and force, if you want to spend, you know, $50,000 and hire a lawyer and say these people lied and I had the, I had it tested, but nobody's going to do that. So shower filter people get away with murder, so to speak. So now what can a shower filter do? If you want to get the objectionable chlorine out of the water, not the trihalomethanes, 
even though the chlorine made the trihalomethanes long before it got to your house, long before it got to your house, they're done. You're not going to change it. But there's still chlorine in the water that you find, ooh, honey, I, I hate the smell of this water. Yes, that's when you use the shower filter. It will remove the chlorine. It's the only thing it can remove well. And if that solves your problem, enjoy. But it's not going to like affect your health one way or the other. Um, and here is the sad part of my conclusion from my being in the business for 50 years. 95% of health-minded consumers end up with the wrong point of entry whole house water treatment system for meeting healthy bathing objectives. That's what I observe in my audiences and so on. Hardly anybody gets it right. You all do the wrong thing. Somebody sold you something that, you know, they, they exaggerated or they sold you the wrong technology. I'm, I'm working on a case right now that, 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 that is, is criminal, that, that they sold the person something so wrong for their needs. And this person did have children of childbearing age. So for those of you who are a little more scientifically minded, here is a typical filter system that might be used for a whole house. And it has this magical electronic computer controlled valve on top. You do not want this. Okay. I'm not going to go into the reason we don't have the time. It will be for the next one. You do not want this kind of filter. And it is probably well over 95% of all filters sold for people's homes, the, the whole house. Okay. 95% end up with this and 95% did the wrong thing. Okay. For the contaminants that we're talking about. So uh, I want to go to one thing here to get to uh, just to the minerals. Okay. So here's that the critical importance of adding minerals and trace elements to drinking water. So the concentration, the variety and the balance of minerals and trace elements are the second most important aspect of drinking water. The first is the water itself, because water itself is magical, and it what make it makes it's what allow biology to exist. Most tap water and bottled water worldwide is inadequate in one or more of these characteristics, and it is advised that an ideal mineral and trace element supplement be added to all drinking water, including distilled, deionized, reverse osmosis, even carbon filtered and most bottled waters. You see people selling carbon filters that say, oh, doesn't remove the beneficial minerals. Okay, that's a selling feature they use. Oh, don't get, don't get a distiller, don't get an RO. This, and and because a carbon filter won't remove the beneficial minerals. Well, sorry, buddy, because there aren't very many beneficial minerals or enough of them to begin with. So who cares? It doesn't matter. They just don't tell you that part. And there's not really, I mean, bottled waters are all over the place. European bottled waters typically have many more beneficial minerals than the water supplied in the United States, bottled waters in the United States. We don't, if, if we did a taste test, if Americans did a taste test, most Americans wouldn't like highly mineral, highly mineralized water like the Europeans like it. 
And Europeans don't like low mineralized water like Americans like it. So that's very interesting. So they get their bottled waters typically contain far more minerals from deep underground sources, et cetera, et cetera. For more than 15 years, our nutritional experts have unanimously recommended Quinton Marine Plasma as the ideal mineral and trace element additive. It contains the entire periodic table of the elements. And Grace can help you understand what the Quinton is, but here's what it contains. Here's the whole periodic table of all the things that God created to make the universe, the material universe. But most of you, most of us, with our diets of the, uh, of the food we buy in the supermarket and even Whole Foods and so on, basically, because the soil, it all minerals and things in our food, in our meat, in our butter, and all that stuff, in our fruit juices, all of it comes from the ground, from the soil. And you know what? We don't have soil anymore. It's, it's not real. It's, it's been artificially made now. And so the soil is depleted. And this is pretty much what you get from a modern American diet. That's what's missing. You don't get the real uh, periodic table any longer. What you evolved in, you no longer have accessible. So here, by taking Quinton Marine Plasma, my favorite, especially hypertonic, before you have what's on the left and after you have, after you take Quintone. So Quintone is from plankton blooms in the ocean, the purest part of the ocean. It is amazing. It's something I've studied for 20, almost 20 years now. Wow, it's a long time. And you know what? People who raise animals, the top animals, you know what they do? Do you know how they supplement it? Here's, here's their brochures. Here's the company, Seacal, Seaweeds, and bio uh, and, and uh, seawater additives for the soil used to grow the hay for their animals. Everybody, they know it because they're focusing on their animal's health because that's the bottom line for how much they get to sell the animal for. So they want healthy animals. They all know that the sea is the secret. And this is showing you that when you have this variety of minerals, there's only a certain amount on this wheel. This is called a mineral wheel. They all work when they're all together. They all work in uh, synergism with one another. This is a very important part, a little more challenging to go over in the time that we have. But here's the quintone. Uh, quintone comes in not only these ampules, but it does come in small foil sachets. These are 10 milliliters. This is like, you know, a, a half a mouthful of, of minerals. And you can take them directly. That's a great way. I really recommend those on a very strong health path that you take 10 milliliters and also put the water in uh, the quintone in your water at the rate of about one ampule per two liters. That should do it if you take this directly. And these ampules, you break these ampules off. They are glass. This is a very special product that has been around since 1897, as you can, as you can see. And it became so powerful 
or the use of it became so powerful that it actually became a medicine officially recognized in the physician's desk reference. That's what PDR means. From 1934 to 1999, it was an official pharmaceutical medicine because of its capabilities. Nothing blew my mind more than that. And I realized what its capabilities are. And I'm not even at liberty to tell you what it's capable of doing because the FDA does not allow it. And I've already been punished once for telling you what it's capable of doing. So I'm not going to do it. But there's two kinds. There's an isotonic, and, and maybe we'll cover this the next time in a hypertonic. Yes. For our yeah. discussion here, you people, unless you're, 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 you don't have good health, basically everyone should be using the hypertonic because it has the most minerals and trace elements. You can see it has 333,000 milligrams in every liter of the stuff. So if you use one ampule, that, that will put in 330 milligrams in your amount of water. That's phenomenal. With That's all 78 minerals and trace elements. Quite extraordinary. And this is too complicated. This shows you that ketone isotonic and, and your extracellular fluid in your blood plasma are virtually identical. That's a whole nother story we'll shock you with. And let's see, it's made here in Spain, by the way this very state-of-the-art facility, even though it, it, it was founded, it was first made in 1897. And here's some of the pictures. It's only handled with glass piping and the manufacturing, etc. So I think that's a good place to stop this next yeah. section that's into alkaline water and why it's, but it's not, uh, it's not, it's, uh, it's not what it's, uh, made out to be as as a big health thing so what do you think grace do you think that no this is this is, this is perfect um yeah it, we may have gone an hour and a half um uh, but it's it's really very good practical applications but yes on the next time maybe we could start in kinton and again maybe all practical uh, proper applications on mixing right. the well you know what i want to do next time I yeah. want to now, next time, and be set up for it, because you know I'm like traveling right now, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, next time, I want to do physical demonstrations by me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that, I want to show you people, I want to show your audience how to vortex water and why. Yeah. Okay. I want to show them how to add the minerals properly. I want to tell them what minerals that I don't recommend, like I do not recommend, I happen to have it here. And you know what, we can actually, Grace, I don't know if you're gonna be angry with me if I show them something. No, I won't, you know. Am I back? I'm open. Am I here? So, yeah. Am I, am I, can yeah, you see me? Yeah, I can see you, go ahead. Just okay, so. There's things we want to cover. So here is not my favorite minerals. Okay. okay. This is, this is, you know, and I, I, you know, I kind of apologize. I think they mean well. This is one of the most famous minerals and trace elements. It's from the Great Salt Lake in Utah. Well, okay. I don't use that. <laughs> okay. I know. But I just want to show you because it's so popular. I don't like it because this is a dead body of water. It's virtually lifeless. 
And I don't think, and it, and, and it's just like a drying up great lake and, and it has, does it have a concentration of things? Yes, but it's very, very imbalanced in my opinion. And it's nothing close to what Quinton is capable of. I will show you next time our, oh, I guess I can show you this. Maybe people don't, here's, yeah. here's, 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 here's the aqua true. Okay. And you and know what I it, like with that so much, Robert, is you don't even have to directly connect that to any water system. No. You could, you know, so like in other countries. Well, here's how you do it. I mean, I don't, let me point this down a little bit. You basically open this, you pull this out, and you fill, you fill this container with water. And sorry for making this kind of clumsy. Yeah. And then you put this back in and it starts automatically. And then it fills this front one that's yep. also removable. And this one you can take yeah. water right from it. It has a button uh, and it's just the greatest thing I've seen. And it's, it's not so big. It's and it's, it's yeah. I mean, you can you can if you even have a summer home, you can just throw this in the back of your car and take it and purify water anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. And it has it has three three filters that are color coded, and you just put them in and twist them. It takes you about five minutes or less to change the filters and to install them, etc. And then we're going to talk about next time, we're going to yeah. talk about hydrogen. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about... Um, your favorite water. coffee mix. The your, your favorite cup of coffee formula. Oh, yes. Yes, I actually brought all the ingredients. Um, here is a vortexing system. I'll, I will demonstrate. And I will also demonstrate, I don't know if we did this last time. Um, we didn't talk about Vortex last time, so this is good. We're making progress. We are making progress. And also, I don't know if I demonstrated a reverse osmosis membrane. You, you did briefly last time. Okay. So if your audience writes in and said, oh, we want to see the membrane, we'll do that too. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think if even if we repeat a few things, you know, it, it's always good to keep. Uh, oh my God! Yes, repetition is critical. Yeah, yeah. So this is so awesome. I, it's it's very good, amazing. I think for me, you know, it's you know, it's worth the time of anyone listening and who cares for their health. And well, I'm glad you mentioned about the um the kids, thirteen years, and those um years of bearing children because yes. because i know there are studies when i first came to united states in 1980s that there were in uh, increasing okay correct me if i'm wrong there were increasing cleft lift cleft palate um problems or miscarriages because of the contaminants or the heavy metal with met heavy metals in the water. So maybe next time you could also, um, you know. And this happens to the fetus. This happens in the fetal development stage. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, oh, oh, so just briefly before you go, George asked, what is your favorite bottled water? Did you hear me, Robert? Or did yes, you I did. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of <laughs> oh. my favorite bottled water. I bet you have more um, than one. I would say my favorite bottled water is the water from Mount Shasta. And it is sold in my California area as California Glacial. Okay, so I'm and, sure- And it has, an, it has two brand names. The more, I'm just getting them now. I'm just realizing what they are. The original brand name is Castle Rock. Do you oh, know I've this seen one? that. I've yeah. seen that. Castle Rock. I, I really don't think it's much back east, Grace. Okay. I'm not even sure they distribute. I mean, no, it, I, I think Castle in my Rock, I've seen it. And in my area, in the Southern California area, it goes by the name of California Glacial. That's my favorite bottled water. All right, so and, I know I and, and we never knew this for the years that I have used uh, California Glacial. It happens to be, to our surprise, slightly deuterium depleted naturally. Oh, <laughs> and we have to talk about that next time. Okay? We have to talk about that. The Kinton the um, all the practical other application and the deuterium depleted water perfect deuterium okay. depleted water the lowest deuterium in the world and yeah. your 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 audience doesn't even know what we're talking about but yeah we'll but they're gonna know i'm sure they're interested and of course my friends and audience all the way in california good you mentioned about the california glacier water and so that's awesome so thank you so much and maybe i yeah, I just like to leave like one uh, quantum affirmation for my audience and okay. words are powerful. And what I got from my uh, stack of affirmations says endless opportunities. And so learning this, listening to this, putting this into up your day to day life is an, one of the opportunities. And say this three times in the morning, at noon, in evening and at bedtime. Endless opportunities surround me. I attract an abundance of opportunities every day. Its decision I make creates new opportunities for my success. Endless opportunities surround me. I attract an abundance of opportunities every day. Its decision I make creates new opportunities for my success. Endless opportunities surround me. I attract an abundance of opportunities every day. It's decision I make creates new opportunities for my success. And to all our followers and listeners and viewers, Robert and I says, thank you so much. We love you and we want to be as you to be as healthy as we are because, you know, I'm catching up with Robert. I'm becoming the model for healthy longevity. <laughs> okay. <Cool. laughs> Marvelous. Thank you. Okay.